I'm here with Peggy from, are you of Brattleboro? Yes. From here? Okay, and Peggy, why are you out here today? Because this is a near and dear to the heart kind of situation where the homeless are not taken care of in the summertime. They're only taken care of in the winter. And I feel like this is a good cause. What do you see as the main issues that people who are experiencing homelessness face? You said specifically in the summertime. What's going on? What are some of the struggles? They're anywhere you camp. If it's not somewhere that the police approve of, they go around and slash tents and anything else. And it's not fair because you have to go to the drop-in and you may or you may not get a tent. So the people that have a tent are very lucky. Mm -hmm. But then to have the police go and slash them, that's not like kind at all mm -hmm. and I've also heard there's not really many places that you can put up a tent is that right that is correct there's no place to put up a tent where they feel that it's okay because whether it's public property or private property you're in trouble if you're camping there yeah okay. I think that they should fully start a safe campground for the homeless where they can have you know a fire and not burn down the whole woods uh -huh. or where they can use a bathroom and they have those showers that you can put a quarter in mm -hmm. so it wouldn't even be like they're losing much right and your sign here today says end police harassment toward homeless people do you want to say anything about your sign yes because the police will chase you around town you may go to three four different spots and they follow you to every single one of them and it doesn't matter whether you're out in the woods or whatnot. They now have the four-wheelers, and they go out in the woods, and they actually tell people they cannot be there. Okay. Thank you, Peggy. Thanks for all your thoughts today. I'm here with Emily Kornheiser, who's out here also. Can you tell us why you came out here today? I came out here because we need to make sure that we're seeing the full faces of our community and standing up for what's right and everyone, for the full public, accessing all public space and all public services. Mm -hmm. What do you see as maybe the one or two main struggles facing this community right now and, and anything that you think we can do to better the situation. Sometimes the conversation really seems to come down to who thinks their fear is more legitimate than someone else's fear. That's been really interesting for me to try to work through in conversations with different people around the community. Um, and then, you know, this sort of endless scarcity mindset that we think that there's not enough for all of us. And so some people get more and some people get less. And homelessness is a fairly solvable problem. Yeah, there was a guy that drove up here earlier. I don't know if you saw him, but he was saying, why aren't we using the old Home Depot for housing that has been sitting there for years? Yeah. So I think, I mean, what do you think about that? There are a lot of empty places in town. There are a lot of empty places. Um, some neighborhoods have a huge number of second homes. Certainly the communities around here have a huge number of second homes. We have a lot of... We might have a really low vacancy rate, but that doesn't mean we have a really low rate of empty property in this mm -hmm. community. So I think we have to really talk about how the particular ways that we tax and regulate how the housing industry mm -hmm. and the rental industry is impacting all the people in the community. Hi, Carrie. Hi. I would love for you to tell us why you're out here today. Well, I am out here today because I am homeless in this community and just need some change to happen. One thing that's really predominant for me is where do I sleep tonight without being harassed? 
for sleeping in my car. I haven't been cited, but other people have been cited for living in their car, so you wake up with a citation on your vehicle. There's no place to camp legally um, for free. Um, and even if you do have money, uh, Fort Dummer State Park, which is right up the street, um, is affordable if you have some sort of income, but they only allow you a 21-day stay. And that's throughout the whole state right now. If you've stayed in any state park for 21 days, you cannot stay in another state park at all for the rest of the season. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, a lot of people don't, and I didn't know that until this spring when we went to stay there, and after 21 days, we had to leave. So we need some place to be able to go where we can feel safe and not be harassed, woken up at 3 or 4 in the morning. Um, friends of mine who do have vehicles have gone out of town on dirt country dirt roads and been woken up at 3 in the morning. You can't sleep here. you got to leave. And so it's a problem. Where do I go tonight? Which also says to me if that if someone is going out on a dirt road it means that police are then going out looking trying to find people right is that what's happening seems that way yeah <laughs> and how long have you been experiencing homelessness in this um, community this time it's been three months okay and so I had lost my job back in the fall the house I was living in um, at the end of winter had sold and I had 30 days to move out and so I found myself homeless I've been homeless before about 20 years ago and uh, yeah it's not easy and then trying to to get you know regroup again I'm looking for work but that's difficult when I can't find a place to sleep at night and then if I do right. find a place I might maybe woken up I may have found a place where I won't be bothered by the police but then maybe there are people that are out partying late at night walking by pushing on your car and so then to get up in the morning and feel refreshed to find work can be really difficult mm-hmm. um, we do I am very grateful I believe Groundworks pulled together I believe it was through Groundworks getting out some porta potties throughout town so that's been really nice as a woman to be able to go to a porta potty yeah, at three in the morning if I have to. Good. Um, uh, luckily for me, I have a partner, a man with me, so he can walk me to there so that I do feel safe. But I know some single women, young women that are camping in the woods, and it's very scary for them. One woman was attacked in her tent one night by a man she didn't know, and he tried to rape her. She was able to get away, but she was out in the woods on Mount Watasticate because there's no place to go. Where do we go? That's yeah, not safe <laughs> at all. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all that. That's really eye-opening to me. Do you want to share anything? I'm Jason. Uh, I just it kind of stinks feeling like a criminal because you walk around with a backpack. You know, every store you go into, you're, you know, they're looking at you like you're gonna steal from them. I get it. It happens. You know, but you know, there used to be a time there you were innocent until proven guilty. It's not that way anymore. Right. Yeah. If you're hanging out, sitting out, enjoying the weather, they come over to make sure you ain't doing drugs or, you know, make sure that soda in your bottle or juice right. and not a beer. Well, I also feel like you make a good point in that not everyone that's just sitting out enjoying the day gets harassed like that. Yeah. So they're profile. I mean, they, oh, oh, they absolutely. look at you and see you have a backpack. Oh, yes. you go to the co-op, it's like every 20, 30 minutes. They're running through and doing shakedowns, basically. Right outside the co-op? Oh, oh absolutely. Absolutely on public on public property, which is, uh, they're still telling people they're trespassing when you can't trespass on public property. One of the local judges just said that a few weeks ago, and obviously the police ain't got the memo. Yeah. Exactly. I wanted to be a lot of things when I grew up. Homeless and addicted was not one of them. I didn't even think about being homeless and addicted, in fact. I wanted to be a writer or a teacher or, or something like that. 
We don't, we don't do that, you know. We don't grow up thinking that we want to be homeless and addicted. My story is a lot like a lot of my homeless friends. We grew up around it. We grew up around the alcohol. We grew up around the drugs. We grew up around all of it. We didn't know anything else. And so we thought it was all kind of normal, really, until we thought, you know, until we started to realize that, hey, maybe we need to get a job. <laughs> Yeah, right. Get a job. We all tried. We all tried to get a job. Couldn't keep it. Had 20 jobs in 20 years. I worked. Just couldn't get the same job. So consequently, you know, you don't really have a place to live when you live when you're working. Right? Radical that. So you end up on the street a lot. And then, of course, you know, there's the, there's the mental health issue. You know, the, the, the people who can't cope with the normal things that everybody calls normal. You get easily angered. Go off for something to drink. Some drugs. Not angry no more. Everything's okay. But you're still homeless. It's like, I get scared at night sometimes. And lately, I've been having a little bad anxiety and depression, so it's getting really bad for me right now, and I can't try to stand it, really. But I will not end my life. And on April 7th, I did a bag of heroin, and I fell out. So I did die. They had not came me twice. Just saying you know that. I have to be truthful without about everything because that's what I am. <laughs> and everybody can trust me with, with their stuff, but you know, it's rough for me right now. You know, sometimes I just want to give up, but I can't. I have other people that care about me and I can't do that. I can't end my life. But you know, it does get to me. Especially for the last few weeks, or for the last few days, it's been rough. So, um, but uh, I'm glad I'm part of this revolution because I, I'm in the I'm in a homeless core group. So, and, and we were the one that pushed for the porta potties for us homeless people. So, yeah. we did really, we really did. So. That's the best way to be. But ever since then, it's like I. But I have to be. I'm an adult. I have to suck it up and just move on. You know. I can't end it. I sometimes I wish I could, but you know I have sisters and brothers that do love me and other family members and best friends down here now, like Maddie, James. Charlotte, Vanessa, every, Amy, or um, Carrie, and everybody else. My homeless family. They're, they're my family. It's my, part of my family, you know? And I'm standing up for us and everybody that just wants to be in touch with us homeless people. Because it seems, it's nice that we have community members that will come out for all of us here, homeless people. That means that we're showing that we can be respected. All we want is like 
intelligence, dignity, and respect. You know? That's all we need. Especially with the dignity and respect. So, because you know how it is when some people like walk by you and they snub you there and they know that you, but you're down paying ambulance like I used to do. And then we get all these trust assets from public property that shouldn't be doing it by the police. You know, that's that's a private uh, harassment, you know? So, all right, James, you ready? Sure. All right.